0: Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth.
1: Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best.
2: Hi, this is Lita. You are listening to Your Best
1: with my daughter, Kathleen Weckworth. Today's topic is in celebration of mothers. To all the moms out there, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day! Hey, thanks. That's my grandson Noah. He's two and a half. Wasn't he fabulous? I love it. Actually, there are days when he's like 27 years old, the way that he talks. Here are a couple more of my friends that are wanting to help celebrate Mother's Day and wishing their moms Happy Mother's Day or letting us know what they love about their mom.
0: I like... One my mom likes to make popcorn and stuff. Hey, thanks, Jonah. Hi, I'm Stella. I love my mom because she gives me snuggles and helps me when I
1: get hurt and she's smart and she makes me smart. Hey,
0: hey again. I love my mom. Okay.
1: That was Grayson, and obviously he loves his mom when she gives him candy. Thanks so much, friends. I'm so happy that you are sharing your thoughts about your moms. Well, listeners, Mother's Day always reminds me how fortunate I am to have such an incredible mother. Throughout the years, my mom has instilled in me attitudes, aspirations, and a desire for accomplishment. She's held together during thunderstorms and gentle rains. She has supported us with a cause and without one. And no matter how hard we might try to outsmart her, she's always seemed to have the proverbial eyes in the back of her head. When I was little, we lived in a small town in Southwest Iowa. After living in the Twin Cities and experiencing the hustle and bustle day after day, my mom and dad longed for a more quiet setting to raise us three kids. So my daddy headed south to Iowa, to corn country, where he took the position as a professor at the local college. Mom stayed home to raise us kids. My mother grew up in the days of the Great Depression. Although she never liked to walk through the darkness of those times and talk about it, there were brief moments here and there where she would pause for a moment and let us see a snapshot of her life. One of those instances was as a child. She recollected a ride home in the back of a wagon while she and her brothers laid down, all three of them looking up at the stars. She remembered the specific time because her uncle had purchased corn suckers for her and her uncles, her brothers, my uncles, in the shape of cobs of corn. That seems so fun to me. They felt that they would never experience such a lovely night as that one. They had cool breezes over their face and a sky filled with innumerable stars. Within those stories, Mom taught us the value of appreciating nature and having a grateful spirit for even the smallest of gifts. On another instance, my grandmother would recite how they were so poor that when they purchased a sack of flour or potatoes, they would use the materials to make my mother's dresses. Within this story, Mom taught us to value Our abilities make the most out of what we have in front of us. I believe that those instances themselves helped to create a spirit of appreciation and a lifestyle of simplicity that my mom would pass on to us kids. Mom took her job seriously. She drove a car in Minnesota, but since we only had one car, she never felt it necessary to get her driver's license renewed when we moved down to Iowa. This was a great example for us because my daddy would take my mother to the store. I remember looking out at him and thinking, how could he ever be so patient? He'd wait for her in the car. He'd come in when he'd see her running out with the groceries. He'd carry them. My mother loved my dad more than anything. And it taught us how women should be treated and taken care of. Mom taught us to let the man be the man. When we came home hungry from school each day, One of us would inevitably state that we were tired or hungry or we had a terrible day. Mom's answer always remained sunny. She'd pour a big glass of frothy cold milk, set down a plate with homemade bread and skippy peanut butter and say, well, you're home now. My mother taught us that home was a place of safety and that was the environment that we were to create when we had our own children. My mother never spoiled us with things as we lived a very modest lifestyle but once in a while, she'd allow us the five-cent bottle of Mountain Dew or Orange Crush at the back of the Hy-Vee store or the occasional 10-cent ride on the horse at true value. Mom taught us to respect money and live within our means. On days when there were no Food Network, my mother was the ultimate chef, creating home-cooked meals every day for our family. There were no box mixes, no pudding from cans, no wonder bread, and no Oreo cookies. Everything was made from scratch. I remember being in sixth grade and having a Twinkie for the first time ever. Mother's garden was huge and delivered lovely produce. She taught us how to live off the land and eat things that we knew the name of every single ingredient. Now that my mom is 85, you'd think she was done teaching us. But even this week, my mother reminded me to get to bed early since I had a lot of work to do the next day. She told me to get busy and finish up my Bible study book I'm writing. I've learned tenacity from my mother, and I'm reminded that I've learned my own self-help, not from Oprah, but from Lita. Today I'm thankful for a mom who has loved me and my siblings, stood by us when we were at our most unlovable, and created a safe environment to still come home to I am grateful and thankful. Well, with me on the show today, I want to welcome my fabulous mother, Lita, and she is from Southwest Iowa. How is it going there, Mom? Oh, it's a
2: lovely day. The grass is growing, the flowers, the iris are in bloom. It's just a good sunshine today. We haven't had sunshine for a while, and we're really appreciating this.
1: Oh, me too. And you know what's really been sad about minnesota is that we get a little glimpse of that sunshine and then it's gone so today is very warm and sunny well today mom we're celebrating mother's day and so i'm talking to my own mom and very happy to do so and so i'm going to kind of launch into a few questions that i've got about motherhood just to encourage moms today Um, so here's my first one you were a stay-at-home mom until i was like in sixth grade and we took for granted my siblings and i that you were there every day before and after school and then you had the job and boy i remember being a big baby about that what do you think about the fact that today most mothers have to work outside of the home
2: well i think today it really is a necessity but it is difficult and i think that that uh, the dads, the children's dads, help more today because they see how difficult it is for the mom, and the children learn to help, and it's just a sort of an accepted fact today. Yeah, it is.
1: I remember with, remember when we lived in Eden Prairie, and Daddy would come home after work, and we would just bombard him with, you know, let's play outside, and I still remember how great he was to, you know, just set down the briefcase and head out to help us, and You were always just great at cooking and taking care of everything, and I think it's got to be so difficult today for working moms. I know, you know, for me, I was always working, and it was tough. So looking back at the 60s and 70s, Mom, that was a long time ago, there were less activities for families to juggle. And what kind of advice would you give people today who are too busy?
2: I think that parents today must choose just choose maybe one activity for a child because it becomes too much for the children. They need to come home from school, and they often go to a babysitter's after school or to some um, shared place where they uh, can play. And they need to be in their own home and learn the value of home. And I just do think that uh, we're bombarded with uh, activities for children, entertainments and after school. Yeah, we
1: are. And, and and it's so discouraging to me, Mom, because, you know, we talk about this a lot. You and I do that kids today, especially with my grandkids, who are your great grandkids, they have so many opportunities, which is really wonderful for them. But it's so overwhelming for parents that they begin to pick this and pick that. And the next thing you know, you're running from thing to thing. I think about Jonah and Noah, you know, they're two and a half and six and they're going to swimming lessons and they're going to soccer and they're doing this and that. And you get to a point where your kids are kind of running you because their calendar is, you know, in charge. So what do you think about society today, mom? You and I have talked about this. Tell me what you think um, and tell the listeners about Sunday mornings. It's, It's so different now from when you and I were growing up in 60s and 70s, and, you know, church was the number one thing Sunday morning. Now kids are headed to practice. What do you think about that?
2: I think this is too bad, the way society's taken us over. They've taken the Sunday mornings and the Wednesday evenings. The schools always held Wednesday evening open mm-hmm. for uh, church and home activities. But now there isn't much time for church activities or or events in the home. The parents just don't have time to have their children,
1: to enjoy their children. Right, exactly. Sometimes moms have to make difficult decisions and take a stand for what's best for their child, even if their child doesn't like it. And you and I know that you did that very often for me. I think about coming home one day from Ruth Kramer's jewelry store, and I just had had it. Too much school, too much you know, stress at the store. And I remember saying, Mom, I just have to quit. And I remember you very patiently pulled me aside and said, this is a really great job for you. It's a couple of days a week. You don't have to do very much. It brings in some money for college. It's a good thing. And I remember thinking later that was so smart because it really was a good job for me. It gave me great experience. Was it hard for you as a parent with my siblings to, you know, be, I don't know, just to kind of take control, and do you feel that way after 60 years of parenting that you're still having to make tough decisions?
2: Oh, it it is difficult for parents to make decisions for children. We we like to teach them to make their own decisions, but they are minors, and as long as they're in our home, we need to guide them and make decisions. If we see their going in the wrong direction. And I think with you, we saw that your talent was music, and you took up everything in the school, band and and choir and everything that, swing choir and everything that was pertaining to music, and that was very valuable to you in in the years that passed, and
1: and it's valuable to now. Oh, definitely. And I think that was another really crucial moment for me um, at a turning point where what I was probably about 11, and I'd taken piano lessons for those six years with Mrs. Linkey, and I remember thinking, um, boy, I was so disinterested. And then the church came along and said, you know, here, we need somebody to play. And after a couple of years of playing for church, then I got back to that place I didn't want to play anymore. And remember what you told me. Do you want to tell the listeners what you told me if I would just practice?
2: Oh, if you would just practice... You would be excused from kitchen work after supper, clearing table, doing dishes, and just work hard on your talent. I did that. It really has paid off. And sometimes as parents, we have to make a little, do a little deal and do something (laughs) to urge the child on when we know it's for their best.
1: That's so true, Mom, because I think of how many times throughout the years I've used my gift. Obviously, I became a worship director, so I used that piano Uh, lessons. And it was very fun for me because remember, it was, you know, probably a little bit of a a cost back then, because I think it was 75 cents for a piano lesson. And you had me and uh, my sister involved. But the truth is, is that I was so grateful. Sometimes I'll go to a conference or I'll go lead worship someplace. And I'll tell the story of, you know, not wanting to take lessons and how you said, if you keep practicing and take them, you know, you don't have to do the dishes So people laugh, and then I've had actually had people say, "Oh, I want to write your mom a note and say thank you for having you uh, force me to do that." So I agree, mom. I think it's so important for mothers and fathers to find out what is your child gifted at, and then really encourage them to keep doing that. Because sometimes, you know, the hard decision as a parent is to say, "Nope, you need to stick with it." I think today's kids don't always have a stick to itiveness. So you and Daddy always promoted the gifts that we had, and you instilled in us a tenacity to accomplish good things. You told us we could do anything we set our mind to. Do you think that parents today are holding true to those values?
2: I think so many parents are too busy. So many dads have two jobs. The mothers have uh, employment outside the home. They come home, they're tired. They have to get ready for the next day. It's just a routine, a difficult routine, and I think sometimes they don't have time for the children, and it's not their fault. It's that they have to work, and it's difficult to find the time you need for children, but it's vital.
1: Yes, it is very vital and important, and one of the things that I think about with you and Dad is that you are really good verbally at affirming us, you know, daddy would sit down and he'd say to me, Kathleen, what do you want to do? And at first I thought I wanted to be a dentist. And he'd say, Well, you can do that. You're going to have a hard time with your science and your math, but if you set your mind to it, you can do it. And I believe that you and daddy, with your encouragement, really, really um, helped me to become who I am today. So I think it's important for parents to know, even if they're tired, even if they feel overwhelmed. It's their job to be building into kids, to be leaving that legacy and really being excited about what their kids are succeeding in. What do you see, mom, as the most difficult thing about being a mother today? Now, you're 85, so you're a mother, a grandmother, and a great-grandmother. What do you think that is the most difficult thing women are facing today for being a mother
2: I have talked to young friends, and they feel there's so much homework, and it's so different than when they were in school. And I've talked to some grandmothers that are raising youngsters, and this is very difficult, having all this homework, and it's done in a different manner, and there's just not a lot of time. And I do think that that is a real big issue today.
1: We're going to be back with my mom, Lita, after this beautiful song called Summer by Christine Dante. Listen to the words as they remind you of being a child in the summertime, out with your mom, out in the park or the backyard. This song reminds us that childhood flies by so quickly, and as parents, we need to live every day in the moment. Let's take a minute and listen.
0: We had sandwiches and apple juice. On that sweet afternoon In the summer And you only wanted me to play You had no time to waste In the summer So you only ate out yeah, I had to laugh Cause there will always be time For scolding You only give So I'm home Funny mirror faces, I got you looking at me, looking at your hair, but you don't care, it's only there for me to Love
1: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. We're celebrating Mother's Day, and we're chatting with my mom, Lita. Mom, thinking about time going by quickly, what words of advice would you give young mothers today about raising their children in the busy world?
2: I think of something that's very important. If you have several children, and you're, you're working, you're busy, but try to find time for one at a time, special times, that you might take that one out shopping or to the park or or just out for ice cream or something when you can be alone with that child and instill values
1: to that child. I think that's a great idea because you and Daddy used to do that with the kids, just a one-on-one time um, where you would do that with us as kids, but I just saw that, especially with my own children growing up. You know, they would get that sibling-fighting and the next thing I'd know, you and Dad would be visiting and say, okay, we're going to take Alexis first, and then you'd go do something special with her, and then it would be time to do something with the other two. And I, I could see how important that was, and enough that my middle daughter, Chandra, who's now 30, just called last week and said, remember how Grandma and Papa used to take us and do things just one-on-one, and they would invest in us, something fun, and Chandra um, said, I think we should do that with Jonah, my grandson, her nephew. And I think that's so important, Mom. Remember, you take Alexis to the roller skating museum and, you know, you take Chandra to the Morton house and Janessa, you would take, you know, to whatever, do something, the zoo. And I think that's so important because you get quality time with that child and get to really invest in them and they feel valued. Definitely.
2: And they remember
1: it. They do. Obviously, they do remember it. Well, I am so grateful for you, Mom, and for everything that you've done to invest in me and my brother and sister. And sometimes I think we're not as grateful or thankful in life as we should be. But I'm very thankful for you and Daddy and all that you've done. So thanks for being on the show with me today. You want to just wish people a happy Mother's Day? Have a happy and wonderful day for Mother's Day. And enjoy
2: your children greatly.
1: Oh, Thank th- thanks, Mom, and happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Bye now. Here's a couple more of our friends to help us celebrate Mother's Day. Hi, my name is Alice. My mom has passed
0: on, but I loved working in the garden with her. And today, I still love that I see
1: some of the flowers that she planted blooming.
3: Hi, this is Crystal. I love my mom for a lot of reasons. Um... Especially now that I'm a little bit older and I can look back and appreciate all the things that she taught me when I was younger. Some of them I loved, like when she taught me how to read. That has been definitely useful um, and ended up leading to my career. Um, But things that I didn't like as well, like weeding the garden and cleaning my room, which I'm glad that I learned from her, even though I didn't like it at the time. Uh, My mom has taught me so much, and my mother is amazing, and especially now that I'm older, I can appreciate everything that she does as a mom and as a wife and as a daughter and as a teacher. Um, Being a teacher myself, I can definitely see and appreciate all of the work that she put into it, and she took care of us, and we never ever wanted for anything, and I really appreciate my mom for that. My mom is loyal and loving and hardworking, and I... Just love her a lot. So happy Mother's Day to my mom and to all the moms out there.
1: A mom's job is so important. For little girls, it teaches them how to become healthy young women, and it models motherhood for them. For little boys, it nurtures them, teaches them how to treat women, and begins the path of teaching protection and love towards females. There's nothing like a mother's nurturing love. And yet mothers get so tired out in today's society, they're typically working driving kids to school and sporting events, volunteering at their churches and organizations, cooking, cleaning, taking care of everybody. Mothers need to make sure to take care of themselves and fill up with good things of God before they reach out to accomplish all of their other tasks. Several great recommendations we make right from our ministry, Best Life Ministries, is to follow some of the fabulous blogs from Proverbs 31 Ministries or from our own website, bestlifeministries.com. Here are five simple steps to help you take care of yourself first before others, because if you don't, you're not going to be as effective as a mom as you want to be. Number one, get plenty of rest. It's so easy to stay up late, try to cram things in, throw another load of laundry in. Don't do it. Get rest. Number two, Before you even get dressed, open your day in a word of prayer. Number three, choose the priorities for the day before the day arrives. Make a list and stick to it. Number four, set aside date nights two times a month with your spouse. Get a sitter and get away. Number five, don't think you have to be perfect or your kids or your home have to be perfect. No one else is. Why should you be? Well, maybe you're listening today and you have a great mom and I'm happy for you. Pick up the phone, call her, tell her you love her. Thank her for being in your life. Maybe you're listening today and you've got a broken relationship with your mom and you're thinking you're never going to forgive her for being absent or busy or something. Maybe she was self-centered. Maybe she was angry. Perhaps she made bad choices. Forgive her. To hold grudges and be angry keeps you in a prison that you don't need to be in. Maybe you can't call her today, but just think about it. Begin to release that frustration and anger. It's not worth it. Just forgive. Maybe you're listening today and your mother has passed away. Let's remind each other of the good memories we store tightly inside the corners of our hearts. Let's be thankful and let's encourage those around us who still have moms to appreciate and value them. Let's check in with a couple more of my friends. Hi, it's Harris
0: here, and I love my mom because she lets me sleep in her bed and she goes on a walk with me to the parks.
2: Hi, my name is Carly. I love my mom when she helps me break boards for Taekwondo.
1: I want to remind you again today that if you had a past that was maybe a little bit more difficult, it's okay to forgive. The Heavenly Father, our created God, is the one who loves you. He won't let you down. Even though humans do, parents are just real. They're people. They make mistakes. God doesn't leave us. He doesn't let us down. Sometimes we like to think that our parents are going to be perfect, and they're not, and that creates disappointment. So just walk away from that thought process. Accept them. Love them. Forgive them. Let me pray with you tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to pray for the moms who are listening to our show. I pray that you'd give them encouragement, help them to stand up for what they believe in, encourage to raise their children. I pray that you will give them wisdom and how to love their families in the day-in and day-out world they live in. And today I pray for those who are wounded from their own mothers. I pray you bring healing and restoration to their souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you want to join me at my headquarters nine miles south of Benson on May 14th, Saturday, we're having a Best Life One Day Women's Event. Free will offering starts at 8.30, ends up at 3. You're going to love it. Come on out for a fun-filled day for women.
0: Happy Mother's
1: Day! Hey, friends, thanks so much for spending time with me, and Happy Mother's Day. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, your best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.
0: best.